Hey, it's Amy and Rihanna. I'm waiting for Rihanna to call in. It's Sunday night and we are Conscious Sisters. And we are here this week. We were supposed to be talking with uh, Mutsuki, founder of Thai Yoga Vedic um, Conservatory Massage. But um, we doesn't look like Mutsuki's coming on tonight. And so we made us just change the topic. We were going to talk next week about money, money, money. And um, looks like we're going to do it tonight. So how does it get any better? Um, We are talking tonight about money, money, money. So what is it that you would like to have as your reality with money? And what is it? What is your financial reality currently like and how um, is it working for you? So So we're talking about money and money was one of the areas that um with the two of the backs consciousness created a lot of change for me and is continuing to create a lot of change. So um, it was something that, you know, it wasn't, money wasn't something that I was ever educated about. You know, I grew up in a home um, where my dad was a businessman, but, you know, I never really, um, I never really, I never really under, you know, got the tools from a young age of how to create money or what I needed to do or be to create money. I always knew how to work hard. That's one thing I did know, but creating money was something different. Um, creating money was not something that cre- that I created. I didn't create money from ease. Um, I actually worked hard. I worked hard for money all my life. Um, so, sorry, we're just trying to get Rihanna on right now. So they're all calling me net right now. This is funny. I'm sorry, guys. So money was something um, that I learned from an early age that I had to work hard for. So I took a job when I was about 14 as a massage therapist. Or sorry, not as a... Sorry, they're all calling me. Okay, here's Rihanna. Hey. Hi, hey. <laughs> Welcome oh, to our show. Different. Okay, so it looks having... like... Yes. Okay, I started off... Okay, this is going to be like just a chaotic radio show. I started off talking about money, and now Mookie's calling me, and he said he's just okay. in. Ready. So I might just give him the Richard. number to call in. Okay. What you How think? wonderful is that? So we get to talk to Muti. Yeah. So so everything I just said, listeners, about money, we will talk about Because <laughs> I started to talk about money. <laughs> well, let's talk about a little bit about chaos until Muti get in, gets in. Yeah. <laughs> this is chaos in, in, this is creation and chaos. 
but chaos in action. Chaos in action. Chaos in action. Actually, yes. chaos is is kind of the beautiful space that uh, allows us to create beyond this reality. Um, so um, it Here's has my... sometimes a bad name. Yeah. But here it is. We created what we had hoped that would hey. happen. Hi, Mookie. Hello. 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 Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We we didn't know if you were coming on, so we, we switched up the topic at the start. We were going to talk about money, but now that we have you on, we're going to switch back to our other topic. <laughs> okay, honey, whatever you, whatever you need. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. I just finished the class. I'm sorry I'm late. You're okay. Where are you teaching your class? Oh, let me see. Where am I? I'm in Chadsford, Pennsylvania. It was a Vedic massage on the table. Oh, okay. And, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give a, I'll give our listeners a quick introduction. Um, so Muki Michael Buck, he's the founder of the Vedic Conservatory, and um, and he is a teacher of Pai Yoga Vedic Massage. Um, they deemed him an architecture, an architect of contemporary Vedic style yoga massage. And he also was inducted into the Massage World Massage Hall of Fame and um, was given an award for his work and for his teaching. And he travels the world teaching classes. So um, Rihanna is with me too. Rihanna, my co-host, Rihanna DeMar. Um, Hi, Muthi. Hello, Rihanna. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure so, to have you on the on the show. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you so much. So we're we're just to start, and we'll like talk to you as if you know, say nobody knows, nobody has ever heard of Thai Yoga Vedic Massage before. How would you like describe what that is, Muthi? Um, yeah, we address it as Vedic Thai Yoga body work. Um, or Vedic Kayoga Massage. Um, and it's uh, it's coming from the Ayurvedic tradition, and we consider it uh, to be, you know, one of the primary influences of medicine. And I'm representing one facet of the Ayurvedic jewel. There are many facets of the Ayurvedic jewel. There is numerology and herbology and sound therapy and and um of course uh physical manipulation and and so on and so forth. And so I'm representing the physical manipulation part of it. Yeah. And um how like so how is Pai Yoga Vedic massage different to regular massage? Well, there are many styles of uh massage. There's Cranial sacral and myofascial release and Lomi Lomi and Swedish and Feldenkrais and Alexander and Rolfing and Anma and Shiatsu and Twina. There's many styles of, of massage and I'm re- representing the Ayurvedic. So, um, in a sense, we can say that uh, Western massage or European massage is more of a uh, horizontal approach to the body where you're gliding across the body in a horizontal way. But Eastern, just as com- for conversation's sake, Eastern body work or massage would be vertical where we're pressing in towards the middle and towards the center. Uh, Ayurvedic is unique because it's dealing with 
accessing um, not just the physical body, which is called the kosha, it's also addressing the radiating sheets or envelopes of intelligent energy that surround the body. And these are known as koshas. Right. It's like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, Misty, is there a difference? Is there a Thai massage and a Thai Yoravedic massage? Is there a difference in the in what you address or is is it mostly all the same you know, the same philosophy. Yeah, that question that question comes up a lot and uh no it's it's the same. Um okay. you know if you're asking whether Thai is whether Thai is different from Vedic, um yes it is. So when I say Vedic okay. Thai, it would be a com a composite of those two influences. Uh actually I'm presenting about five different influences because of my background. So I felt comfortable okay. putting putting it under the Vedic umbrella. Okay. Okay. So, so what is the difference, Mitzi? If you could just explain, like, just just because I'm, you know, I obviously know the difference, but for our listeners who may never have received Thai Yoga Vedic before, like, could you just kind of give it some, some explanation to them? Well, if you're if you're if you're referring to Swedish massage or lubricant or, or aromatherapy uh, massage, which is a, uh, predominantly using uh, lubricants, and there would be draping under, there would be nudity, uh, of course, being draped under a sheet. And um, but Asian body work, uh, though it includes lubricants, sometimes, um, mostly it's uh, with the clothes recipient. And, you know, we're addressing areas of the body known as marmas and chakras and channels, which are known as nadis. So that's one of the differences. Um, But when you speak with somebody who's experienced and who's been trained and uh, and has been practicing a variety of techniques, you're actually speaking with a person who is representing a composite of all of those, just like a musician who has studied with mm-hmm. several teachers, ultimately it's going to be the therapist's unique style that you're referring to. So when you teach um, your classes, you incorporate all the, all, the, all the styles that you know? No, not really. I'm not really presenting uh, lubricant or uh, oil yes. massage whatsoever. Um, I'm, I'm representing clothing massage mostly, though my private not practice might. I, I use lubricant massage quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, what made you fall in love with this art? Um, I really don't know. It's you know, besides when I was receiving sessions for myself, I noticed a profound rest, and I noticed a, a greater sense of clarity after the treatment, and just a sense of joy. And so I wanted to offer that to other people. And so, of course, I went and got educated and, and started practicing. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I was uh, receiving, you know, a lot of Swedish massage and, you know, just the regular kind of European massage in Ireland before I came to America. And when I moved here, I seen your class and I went and did an intro class with you. And it was a very simple intro class. 
where, you know, I think it was on a two-hour workshop where it was just basically introducing people to Thai Yoga Vedic. And, you know, whatever I experienced in that class, it was only a simple one or a couple of different simple techniques. And I did notice that, like, this, I'd been asking for a while for, like, something else with massage. Like, I knew that I loved massage and I loved doing the body work and I loved receiving it. And I also knew that there was something else available and I'd been asking for that. And, and when I found your course and then I went and took the, the three-day, you know, course with you and received the actual techniques of it, and there, it just seems, to me, it seems to go much deeper than just regular massage. You're actually getting, like, to me, like, when you're doing a lot of those poses, like, with the, with the Thai yoga, like, you're doing a lot of the hip openers and you're opening up the body or really, like, helping the body let go of a lot of, like, um, a lot of memories that we store in the body. Yes. That's one of the claims of fame is, um, at least for what I'm representing, <laughs> is the changing of cellular memory. And, you know, aside from oxygenating the blood and breaking up of adhesions, removing metabolic crystallizations and increasing the circulation and range of motion, um, I like to focus on uh, changing cellular memory, which allows the practitioner to be very elegant and not be obsessing about achieving, you know, full expression or full satisfaction in every moment um, because of the cells being infinitely intelligent. Uh, we get to communicate with them, uh, the cells, and they understand what our intention is, and uh, they they actually do most of the work themselves. We just send a, an intention and, and, you know, some style and some technique and so we don't have to be fanatical about being perfect. Perfect. So are you actually mm. think that the body can change from ease and it doesn't have to be from force? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> if the body detects any molecules of of force, um, it's going to respond that way with either protecting or locking up or yeah. deflecting or shutting down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about the envelopes of energy um, that you work with, um, yeah, is that where um, it is thought that the cellular memory that you can go in and release? Yeah, well, the cellular memory, um, it can be interpreted on the more subtle bodies, uh, such as the pranamanakosha, mm-hmm. which is the emotional or psychological or mental mm-hmm. body. Um, you know, we have we have embedded within us um, patterns that are a result of, of things that occur to us psychologically. So we would need to source them on a psychological level. And that's why Ayurvedic body work or Vedic body work is, uh, in my my feeling, it's superior to someone who's just uh, offering, you know, traditional Western massage because they're not really addressing uh, the psychological components of it. Yeah, it's like you're not reading the profound change that could happen within the body. You're just kind of just making the body feel good for a small bit of time, right? Yeah, you know, sedating the body or tranquilizing the body. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we're interested in that also. Um, We feel, you know, making somebody feel good is good medicine, just as laughter is or, yeah, uh, you know, anything like that is, is, is good medicine. Yeah. It, it it sounds to me like with with what you're offering that you address 
you know, the being as a whole. So mm. with the intention, yes? Yeah. yeah. Whatever comes and up, you know, you're able to uh, uh, create a change in yes, multiple levels. Your, your body workers yeah. as a whole are really not licensed to, uh, or trained to have verbal dialogue with the recipient. Um, but certainly a, an, an effective therapist should know about meditation. Otherwise, what they're bringing to the table is uh, their mental state. Uh, but there is right. something in meditation. Uh, meditation allows you to rise above, you know, the workings of the mind exclusively. Uh, the mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And so mm-hmm. to come into a treatment and not train with meditation, you're at a disadvantage as a practitioner. So, so all the all the all the practitioners learn meditation to be able to, you know, address more of the energetics that come up during a session. Well, we wish we wish that. that yeah. <laughs> that's not true. With, with West Western body workers, they uh, uh, they're happy uh, living on the mental plane and listening to the craziness of what the Buddhists call the drunken monkey. And uh-huh. so, uh, but Western Western therapists. If they don't have training in Eastern body work, they probably don't know much about meditation, in my opinion. Yeah, but you do include meditation in your three-day course. You oh, yeah. We have, yeah, that's absolutely part of the curriculum mm-hmm. to to introduce a non-sectarian, non-religious um, vehicle for meditation. Of course, you can describe whatever sentiments you want to the ceremonial ritual, but I present mm-hmm. just a an outliner, a vehicle for meditation. And uh, it's quite effective. It's called Chotak Meditation. And it's uh, it's very nice. It's very pleasing, very simple. I guess, you know, I've been in a class at UNC, so, I, you know, I've been in a couple of your classes. So I, what I see, what you teach a lot, and what I think what Rihanna's asking about seeing the being, you know, seeing the being as a whole, like that, you know, you're not just treating someone's body, you're seeing the person as well. And you're being aware in every moment of, and you teach that a lot about awareness, like being aware of where you are, you know, like clearing, you know, getting present with you and then getting present with the person that you're working with um, or working, you know, treating. And like just like sometimes even like you teach like at the start of a session to just actually stand there or sit there next to the person and just focus on your breath and that you don't always have to be, um, physically doing something that you can just like you know check in with yourself and then check in with the other person so it yeah, becomes absolutely. more you become more present it's not just a constant doing you know in this world that we live in everything is about doing you know we do do, well, do there's, all there's a, there's a there's a delicate issue in in ayurvedic theory that we're not really the body um, there is some compromise there where there's a part of that theory which is a chinta beta beta tatsa, which means that we're simultaneously one with the body and also not. Um, but there are theories which say that this body is no more than a vehicle, um, just like the car you're driving in. So with that all in consideration, a practitioner really better know uh, they'll be at an advantage to come into a treatment understanding that, you know, we're 
not the body and that we are the spirit soul inside and so they must have that understanding in order to affect the spirit soul because if they're just affecting the body um, you know the soul is going to be frustrated and and feel left out also because the body is a the body is basically a lump of frustration a lot of times or most of the time and um, so better practitioner has training but we don't see that so much most practitioners don't have that kind of training yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, like w- with the work that me and Rihanna both do with Access Consciousness, um, we do a lot of body process, which depends on body work, like where we run energy on the body and uh, touch the body. And from doing a lot of that work, you start to become a lot more present in your body and a wing more aware. So before I found Access Consciousness, um, my mother used to do massage on me and I used to be always saying to her, go deeper, go deeper. And like, I, you know, it's like a because I wasn't so present in my body that I couldn't actually, I wasn't present enough in my body to know, like, to actually perceive everything and feel everything. So once I started doing a lot of the body work with access, I started to become so much more aware of my body that I was starting to ask for her to go lighter. <laughs> I'd be like, lighten up, lighten up. <laughs> so it was like, um, I became way more aware of my body. But I actually, um, you you teach in your classes a lot about, you know, activating a craving in the body and then satisfying craving but you what you teach about you know a lot of the the techniques you teach which are kind of like yoga like assisted poses sometimes where you you know you open up the hips or the shoulders and you go in there and you open up that it's like you find that where that where that body where the person has locked something up and then breathe into it and then open it up so the cells can change and um, I went for a massage recently. Some a par- my my um, my partner bought me a voucher for Christmas, and we went to and it was one of these spas. And the guy that didn't massage, he he was doing a bit of like kind of like Thai yoga at the end and stretching me. But what he was doing was exactly what you said, like activating the craving. But he wasn't satisfying the craving. And I was going crazy yeah. on the table. I wanted to just jump up and be like, stop, like. Seriously, because then he's lying on the table, my whole body's like screaming, you know? Like he's kind of like half stretching. It can be very dangerous, you know, especially if somebody's dealing with a, a physical issue to exacerbate it by not having, you know, the, the education and the effectiveness. So where do these cravings come from is a question also. And, and, um, is, uh, there's one understanding where that the cravings are um, an aspect of conditioning. So we're, we've been conditioned, you know, religiously for sure. We've been conditioned politically, environmentally, culturally, financially, karmically, spiritually, um, and family conditioning. And these conditionings have set up, have affected what's called primordial resonance. And primordial resonance is, you know, what was your shoulder assembly? What was your knee assembly? What was your hip assembly? What was your back assembly previous to all of, when all the conditioning was set in? And um, we see that in the animal kingdom where a very small animal will confront a very large animal uh, because the conditioning simply isn't there yet in the small animal. Yeah. And so... Yes, go ahead, please. Oh, no, I was saying you just see that with the little dogs. You know, those small dogs always bark at the big dogs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so, you know, the job the job of a practitioner is really to uh, at least have the understanding, the sensitivity, and the effectiveness to uh, to satisfy these cravings, which are like haunting, almost haunting the area. Yeah. And that's it's uh, it's affecting the primordial resonance. So primordial resonance is something that therapists should know about, and that we should work towards. It's like a common. A reference catalog, basically, from what, why are we doing this? What are we doing? And that is to let's let's bring the area back to primordial resonance. So the way it was before the cells were damaged. Yeah, before they were well, not necessarily damaged, but uh, just affected or conditioned. But, yeah, conditioned. Yeah. So are you saying that like Thai Yoga Vedic is actually a way of undoing programming and conditioning in the body? Oh, absolutely, no question. Okay. More so than. More so than other uh, styles. Though there are other styles who are, you know, one way or another, they're addressing that, yeah. Totally, and I think that's one of the reasons I was drawn towards it so much. I'll tell you, uh, Mookie knows this because he was the one doing it on me, but Rihanna was like a story, but when um, I had a, we did a, like a, an exchange day in Delray one day, and it was all Thai Yoga Vedic practitioners, and Mookie mm-hmm. was uh, demonstrating a, 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 a technique on my body or posture and it it's you know similar to what you do in yoga is and like the was it the pigeon or like a hip opening pose and um yep, it was a hip opener mm-hmm. yeah it was a hip opener and you know he, he had i think it was my right hip and had been in the position demonstrating it and he went in and it was like an area that was really locked up for me and when he went in i kind of like contracted and he, and he just went in, he just breathed, breathed. And I started to breathe, but in the middle of it, my whole head started spinning out. And I wanted to mm-hmm. jump up and hit him and run out of the room. <laughs> like everything in my body scream at him. But anyway, I, I had, thank God I was able to breathe. I breathed into it. And as I breathed into it, he, kind of, he went in there, released what needed to be released, and then slowly came out. And when it came out, my whole world just was spinning and you know that spinning Rihanna and the whole world is changing and your body is mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. and he did the other side you know the other side wasn't as tight and afterwards I got up and I was just a totally different person I could feel my body had changed had transformed whatever was locked up in my hips in that place it released mm-hmm. and it was like the beauty of it was that like I didn't even have to know what that was you know, I don't have to know what the memories was or what that experience was as a child right. or whatever. You don't have to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. And I spent years doing yoga and other stuff and never unlocked it in the way that it, that, that, that it was done there. So that was part of so it. This, this is a, a beautiful technique for people who love, who, you know, who love to do yoga to be able to actually take their presence, practice probably deeper. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm. Yes. It's known as assisted uh, yoga in one sense. Um, So, yeah, definitely assisted yoga will take you further into your yoga practice. And um, assisted yoga is, or or Vedic Thai yoga body work, Uh is the mother. It's it's almost rescuing uh, rescuing yoga tradition because... You know, to just be involved in yoga on a personal level with all that extreme exertion of energy, um, the universe Correct. is always known to, to have some type of 
uh, nurturing system behind that, and assisted yoga is that nurturing mm-hmm. system. Yeah, because wow. you That's are having someone gift you all these. It's like someone's doing yoga on you without you having to, like Muthi said, you to having to all the energy. Yeah, you really get to lie there and receive. You know, and you get to be really present mm-hmm. with your body and get really aware of what's going on and what you're holding. And yeah, so in many, you know, that's... yeah, in many, because I practiced um, a yoga for a while and actually my body totally adored it. And, and there were certain restrictions that wouldn't allow me to go further in certain poses. So yeah. this would be a, a beautiful body of work for me to go beyond that. Is what totally. it, it sounds also, like to me. And even yeah. with the work we do with access and the body process, you know, that we do, like we're transforming all the time. We're changing. Our bodies are changing. We're letting go of past points of views and past experiences and forming conditioning. And this is just like another, you know, another kind of nurturing treatment you can get for yourself that allows you to transform with more ease. And change it more. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you, do you concentrate mostly on teaching or you also... Uh, practice and have you know and work on on the general public or is is your time spent mostly traveling uh, to teach other practitioners? Oh, I still have a private practice myself when I'm when I'm able to be stationary for you know a few weeks or so. But um, mostly right now, my comment is that I'm I'm presenting, I'm teaching, and instructing. So where are you teaching next, Mickey? Where in the world can people find you now? Um, from here, I go to uh, this weekend. I go to Washington State um, to the yoga center there. Then I come back and I go to Cork, Island, Ireland. Ireland. Um, then Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Is it Hollywood in Florida? Yeah, it's Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, all those classes, are they all the same classes that you're teaching or are they different? No, there's about 150 hours of um, of curriculum that I get to present at different places. So if somebody takes a three-day course, for example, that's only 24 hours. So I have quite a opportunity to refresh uh, with new technique and um, uh, procedures and lessons and methods, you know. Okay. So and so you you do a three day Thai yoga Veda course. You do a seven day where you go really into the Thai yoga Vedic training. You also do a Thai yoga Vedic on the massage table course, don't you? Yeah, that's what I just finished up here. I did a two day course. Um, we had um, uh, I guess it was about twenty people in the class, and um, um. Yeah, sometimes it's table, sometimes it's futon on the floor. Yeah, so you yeah, so people want to learn on the futon. They'll take the class that you that teaches on the futon. Like you're coming to Cork in mm, oh, it's March the thirty first, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday the first of April, Sunday the second of April. Two days. You cover a lot in those two days, and it's going to be um on the mass. You can tell you the Vedic on the mass. 
um, and then you come back to have a course in Hollywood, Florida. So um, if anybody wants to get questions about the Ireland class, they can contact me or you on Facebook. But um, also, if anybody's inter- listening in the future, Mufi, and they're interested in taking a class with you or interested in booking a session or bringing you to a town where they live, um, where can they find you? Uh, the website is VedicConservatory.com. So it's Vedic, V-E-D-I-C, and Conservatory.com. Okay, cool. And they can also find you on Facebook as Mufti, yes. M-U-K-T-I, Buck, E-K, Michael, yes. Mammy's name. <laughs> is there are there any prerequisites for people who want to that's a good question learn this art no not really I present it as a folk art so I present it for people interested in it professionally but it's tailored to also um, you know for people for friends and friends and family also so some people just want to know because uh, touch is a uh, is a legitimate expression of love. Also, for some feel that it's better than dialogue or talking. Um, yeah, I certainly right. feel that it's, it's a better form, but it's at least an additional form. And so people come just to learn how to deal with, uh, you know, for health insurance for their family or for a greater uh, love communication. You know, just as it is in Thailand. In Thailand, it's a very community oriented and very social art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so that's a good question, Rihanna. Like, uh, I've noticed that some people, you know, may be interested in, in taking a class, and but they go into the point of view that, oh, well, I'm not a massage therapist, or I don't do yoga. And it's not just for massage therapists or yoga. It's for everyone. If you just desire more touch, or you like to work on bodies, or you like just to receive people working on your body, you know, it's a great class to come mm-hmm. to do. You don't need any experience. You don't need to be a certain size or shape, or you don't need to be flexible. You know, um, there is no prereqs. If basically, if you're no, interested, in long, yeah. The only prerequisite is a desire to learn and to share. You know, love and and care for another person. Totally, yeah. And um, also, I wanted to mention there, you do um, trips every year as well to Thailand. We have a, we still have some minutes yeah. left. Do you want to tell us a small bit about your trip to Thailand? Yeah, the next one is October 5th to the 26th. Uh, we'll be taking, uh, depending on so many things, but there'll be about, uh, it always maxes out, so there'll be about 16 people who will go. And um, we the feature of the trip is, of course, a, um, a six-day uh, t- uh, training. I'm not the teacher. I actually just get to be in class. We study with an indigenous uh, teacher in Thailand. Wow. Uh, six days of the, the teaching, uh, the technique and theory, and then we also have four or five days of the Thai uh, herbal uh, packs and herbal uh, a- applications. Um, and, again, that's the feature of the trip. But then we do quite a few excursions. Um, we also end up on an island, uh, one of the Thai islands, just to uh, have fun for four nights, five days before we come back. Nice. That sounds amazing. I'm studying with an indigenous teacher. Well, you it is amazing. A lot of people are in love with Thailand because of its reasonable uh, economics are there. The money is easy. And the, yeah. the, the, the culture is very spiritual. So 
it's a, a real sense of namaste or a real sense of uh, spiritual caring for each other. Yeah, I feel like um, I was in Thailand before, and it seems like it's still a bit untouched by, you know, by Western world, you know. It's, uh, well, Western world is, is, is touching everything, and mm-hmm. but uh, at least there's a, a pushback of spirituality there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's a beautiful, like, you know, the probably the most expensive part will be your flight. But then, like you said, when you're there, everything is so reasonable. Food, hotels, oh, the spirit so, of bhakti, um, spirit of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Rihanna? Is she gone? Hello. It sounds like it. Maybe she is. Sorry, I think I I lost uh I lost a the connection there for a minute. Uh, but, it's very interesting, and um uh you know Amy has uh told me so much about it. I'm looking forward to experience it and. Uh, and see what else, because, uh, you know, we're always looking for a way to nurture our body. And yeah. uh, this is this definitely sounds to me like it's something that uh, fits along that category and more. Um, so thank you for sharing all this knowledge with us. And, oh, thank um, you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on, really. Thank you so much. Yeah, he's got a lot of knowledge. You've got a lot of talents we're working with people's bodies. Mookie has like this um in it in internal like uh just knowing of where to go and what what to what to do with the body when he does a session. It's uh, it's quite amazing. He really just has an, an intuition and a talent with with this body of work. So and um, oh, um, thank you. Thank you you so do, much. and you know, I call you the master of this work, and that's that's what he is. But I forgot to. I have, we have a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you this question. So you were inducted into the World Massage Hall of Fame. Do you want to tell us a small bit about that? No, that's called the World Massage Festival Hall of Fame. It's a um, an organization um, that has highlighted uh, that aspect where it's uh, the organizers feel that there are certain personalities that should be highlighted or featured uh, on a you know national level. And so they they offer this festival, and they and they invite, of course, um, you know featured speakers and featured practitioners who, you know, were, are worthy of that. And uh, I was lucky enough in 2007 uh, to be inducted there. Um, so I'm honored by that. It's um, you know it's a wonderful it's a wonderful honor for sure. That is cool. So you're like, you know, World Massage Hall of Fame. You're like the uh, Oscar version of massage. <laughs> it's like receiving an Oscar, but you did it like in the massage world. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting in- industry for sure. So um, I love it all. I love all the practitioners. I think they're just noble souls. Um you know, taking care of other people, and we need that. Yeah, yeah. I especially like the way you say, you know, that body, you know, that people are crying out to be touched, you know, and that, like, in this world, like, there isn't a lot of time we aren't, our bodies aren't being touched that much on a day-to-day basis, you know? 
So when you have something mm-hmm. like this in your life, it can really, you know, it can really add to everything in your life. It can help you with your relationships, with your business, with money, with sex, with everything. Well, it's endemic in the yoga and the yoga field also. I mean, we have 30 million practitioners, but the, the marketplace is flooded with teachers. And one of the concerns are that they're not confident with tu- they're not confident with touching, yeah. or um, right. you know, sur- assisted assisted servicing. So this art is uh, very valuable to the yoga industry yeah. um, uh, because I mean it's one after another yoga teacher will report that that they just don't feel confident with touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so great, Missy. We look forward to bringing you to Ireland. I'll be there. We have a big class happening, and then we'll have you back in Florida after that. And, you know, you, you're you always on Facebook promoting and sharing your events and classes. So if anybody's interested, they can get in touch with you there. I know you're very, always very easy to contact. You know, if people want to send you a message, ask you any questions, they can do so on Facebook. And um, keep an eye out for classes. And um, if anyone's looking just to add anything else to their repertoire of skills, you know, um, you know, a course that you is really well, not only that, as someone who really wants to give themselves a gift of the nurturing that this is for themselves, you know, it sounds like it's, it's, it's a beautiful course. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And so the next time, uh, you know, uh, you're going to Ireland and Amy's going to be there. And then, then the next time, that you're in our area is going to be, it looks like April 7th through the 9th in Hollywood. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that's at the Bend wonderful. The Bend and Breathe studio. That information can be found on my website. Just click under schedule and that, their website will be there. So you click on their website and then they'll process your registration. Fabulous. And I have, Fabulous. I have a, I'm, I'm, there, um, there are many courses I'm very, coming up. There's, it's almost mm-hmm, yes. Uh huh. Go ahead. Uh, there's many courses coming up. Um, almost every single weekend for 2017, there'll be a course somewhere in the country. Beautiful, really? beautiful. Okay, darling. Um, have you anything left, Rihanna? We have two minutes. Um, no, that's great. You just. Thank you, you guys. Thanks for having me on. I feel so great, and I'm a little. I'm, I apologize for my voice. I've been talking for I two know. days straight now. My voice is a little shot. You're forgiven. You know you're busy. Oh. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, I'm very, I'm very grateful that you were on the show because it gives you know anyone who's listening later that may be looking for um, for this type of work. Uh, to be able to connect and, and know a little bit more what it's about. And thank you for such a gift that you're giving the planet. Because our, oh. our bodies feel better, our world changes. So yeah. thank you for your contribution. Oh, oh, thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Well, good night, you all. Okay, okay. so Rihanna. Good night. See good you night. Soon. Next week, Rihanna, we'll be uh, tuning back in with talk about money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. money. We're going to talk about money. <laughs> yeah, I talked about it when we started the radio show, and then we moved into talking to Mookie. But next week, for sure, we'll go and into debt talking about 
the topic of money and how it how we create money what for more. Is it? Right, right. Okay, thank you. Um, Good night, you all. Okay, we'll see you next week.